When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, Steve here. None of the scenarios on this show are based on actual events. Believe it or not, they're completely made up. Enjoy! Hi, I'm Griffin, and I'm Stephen and Bones too. And this is Killed to Death, the improvised true crime podcast. Happy 400 episodes! Holy moly, and 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 holy cow! To put this into perspective, when we started doing this show, Macaulay Culkin was only 34. Wow, lots yeah. changed. It's crazy to think about. Want to feel old? I always want to feel old. <laughs> want to feel old? <laughs> Yeah. Hurt your, I don't know, hurt your back or something. <laughs> That'll do it. Uh, well, I mean, any uh, any milestones that you want to celebrate otherwise? What, or is uh, that, is that other just Other than one? us hitting 400 episodes? What do you mean? Just oh, want to make than... sure there's anyone else that you want to get out of the way? Um, Baron Trump. Let's see. Let's look this what? up. <laughs> okay. When we started doing this show, to put this into perspective for you, yeah, Baron Trump would have been nine. Wow! wow. You probably wow. imagine him as like a, a kind of a kid, right? But he was nine when we started. <laughs> <laughs> I picture him like eleven or twelve. <laughs> uh, well, of course, the big news of today is um, uh, the Wonka trailers dropped. Oh God! Um, well, wait, Steve. Yeah. This episode's not coming out till mid-August. We were just talking about that. Oh, crap. Um, well, it doesn't matter. Everyone's still talking about the Wonka trailer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's only been gaining momentum since well, it came out today. <laughs> they put it in theaters. Just the trailer. So uh, everyone's been going to that. Um, but, of course, it got us thinking about all of our other favorite characters that we want to see backstories for. Yes. That's not the only character that deserves a backstory. I want to know origins. Yeah, I want to see Slugworth. Mm-hmm. I want to see a young Slugworth. Well, not to give spoilers away, Miles but do you want Teller. to see... <laughs> Sorry, what... When we started recording, Miles Teller um, was rude to a waiter or something? Uh, about when we started? I think, I think, that, I think that's evergreen is that Miles Teller is always just kind of rude to a waiter. <laughs> right, okay. Uh, so that's still happening. Not quite a milestone. But uh, that's that's a good casting choice, I think. He could play um, a rude, nasty chocolatier. Yeah, and Hugh Grant can still be an Oompa Loompa. The perfect choice. <laughs> I, think I, don't just... think, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I, don't, I think it's okay. I think anyone could play an Oompa Loompa, including Hugh Grant. Uh, Steve, what about you? I, um... 
Well, I love uh, Big Bang Theory. Sure. But I'm always wondering uh, where now, that guy came from. Sure. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Keep going. <laughs> Elaborate on this. Why don't you spend ah. a while doing this? <laughs> yeah, okay. Young Leonard. Yeah. I want to see a Young Leonard show. I just think um, it's fun to see him now, but like, I want to know, was he always smart? It is, uh, was first he the of all, smartest undeniably one in his class? fun to see Leonard right now. <laughs> That's so much fun to me. <laughs> when he Leonard comes on especially, screen, I he has so many uh, catchphrases himself. <laughs> oh, yeah. He, yeah, he says, here I am. Yeah, he always says, oh, I heard you say that. <laughs> says, oh, don't worry, he always says Bazinga. <laughs> don't worry, you look worried. <laughs> this is normal. He always says it, if that reassures you. <laughs> uh, yeah, so you want to see a young Leonard? Who do you want to play I young Leonard? I would love to see um, an unknown play young Leonard. Let's cast somebody who's oh, never been in any. Somebody you've before. never met. Somebody I've never met before. I would love to cast a stranger this time around. I normally like to cast my own nephews or um, friends, close personal friends, but with this one, I'm going. I think full for a stranger. lot of the stuff that you personally have filmed, that is true. <laughs> it's always my nephews <laughs> in my unreleased short films. Thanks for coming out, nephews. Um, and finally, I'm interested uh, in seeing a uh, uh, younger baby Muppets. Uh, yeah. Okay. Um, because like you how see- young. You want to see a Muppet birth? I want to see a zygote. I want to see a zygote. Don't look like that. It's true. Yeah. You want to see what uh, Muppet sperm looks like. You always have been saying that. I think that... Okay, Steve, are you are you ready for... um? Uh, I'll say it, a joke. Are you ready for a big joke? <laughs> yes. Don't worry. I, I know that you always say these. I honestly think that Muppet sperm, instead of white, it might be green. Yeah. Sometimes I think that. What part of that's a joke? (laughs) (laughs) And other times it's brown and other times it's pink. (laughs) Oh, yeah. I could see that. That's a joke. (laughs) When when Miss Piggy comes, it's pink. Absolutely. She. Oh, I don't want to. Listeners, if you want to. I don't want to say gushes. Go ahead, Steve. <laughs> Listeners, uh, a fan art opportunity has arisen. Oh, absolutely. And really make it your own. Their own cum? <laughs> yes. People do <laughs> all sorts of art with paint and uh, blood. And we're bored. <laughs> and it's I would happening, love to see. You like that? We really like that. It's happening, Kermy. Do you like that? I like that. Kermy, it's happening. It's pink. You know what? In in 400 episodes, we don't normally get this blue over the course of an entire episode. You got to go pink to go blue. Yeah. You, ne- wow. Yeah. You got to talk about Miss Piggy's cum if you're going to talk about cum at all. Steve, uh, do you want to do one more? No, I just I would love to solve a murder about it. All right, let's just hop right to it. The victim, Charles Bomp, boxer, found dead in the locker room before a match. Today's guest, 
Mickey Two-Fist O'Reilly, Charles' opponent who found his body. Mickey, hello. Hey, fellas. How's it going? Good, good. You you look sweaty. Oh, uh, yeah. I, uh, I was just working out. I was shadow boxing, working the big bag, working the small bag, and I gave a punishment to that medium bag. <laughs> well, you'd be the one to um, answer this as a professional boxer what is the difference what does a small bag give you versus the big bag and we well, see it in the montage the small bag you know you can see it doing sort of the rat-a-tat wrist over wrist little fists Bobbity. you know it's a little boppity and it's a whole lot of boo big bag is what you're putting your muscle into you know if you're moving that big bag you're you're putting some fire into it and the medium bag can be as almost as small as this it's so it's in the middle and you can work that, you know. That's, oh, that's okay, just, right. So it's not quite the big bag, and it's not, it's not quite the small bag. Yeah, it's, either. In, it's between them. Uh, it yeah, almost it, offers a mix of the two. At freaking Starbucks, they might call it a grande bag, and they call the small bag a tall. Okay, now who's crazy? Yeah, who's crazy? Me- Italian tell, gyms be tell, like. Tell me again why Rome, uh, the empire, fell apart. Oh, maybe because they're giving Starbucks language. <laughs> nobody can understand each other. Up. So, you know, I was working all the bags and... Uh, when do you, sorry, when do you move to Meat Locker in that progression? Oh, yeah. Meat Locker is sort of uh, an every other week sort of special treat. You know? <laughs> oh, it's, it's fun to box the meat. Oh, it's fun to box the meat. One second, I'm going to turn off my alarm. It's uh, telling me that it's time to uh, box. <laughs> <laughs> you have to be reminded. Fellas. Also, also don't you, wor- can, you can don't worry set about your, your phone, phone down. Yeah. You can oh. just throw it on the desk. It'll pick it up fine. I love that. You love working with your hands. Yeah. Two-fisted. I'm, a, I'm, you know, I got two fists and I know how to use them. Yeah, no, your nickname is Two-Fist? That's right. You know, most boxers, they punch one fist at a time. I let them have it with both fists. At once? Like at the once. one outward thrust? Try to block that from both sides. I you feel can't. like you could also do a leg with that. I've thrown in a leg. Tough to I do briefly, all four, I guess. I, I, I currently am beefing with two-fist, one-leg Larry Sandu. <laughs> a South Asian boxer. Right. Larry Sandu. And he does two-fist, one-leg, and it, but that to me feels a little gimmicky. But I like to come at you two sides, two fists at the same time. Now, obviously, the flaw in that is that it's, it's opening me up a lot. Yeah, they can go right through the middle. right? <laughs> and to your, often they uh, do. Face area. They often do. So I'm working on that. Now, how do you box? I'm only aware, boxing-wise, of like the big pay-per-view matches, right? Like the Floyd Mayweathers and stuff. But on your way up to that, where are these events? You know, diners. We do a lot of sort of drop-in events. So, you know, people might be eating at a restaurant and then, you know, an MC gets up. They say, "Ah, okay, folks, we're going to just push your tables just a little bit. We're going to clear some space for a boxing match. So yeah, we do a lot of co-shows with open mic comedy. Um, <laughs> sort of, we do a lot of BYOV, bring your own venue. So you know, a church basement after after a certain point might become a boxing venue, or you know, uh, I'm trying to think of another example, but uh, you know, like a. Uh, well, where have you boxed, for instance? Like a toilet, like a small toilet, like a like a bathroom, like, like a, a public potty, but yeah, oh. like a stall of a toilet. And yeah. we call that close close contact, and oh, that's a, that's a whole yeah. other skill set, you know, to be able to yeah, maneuver. Because you can't in really even get the arms up that much. No, the arms stay down. Those matches do not last very long. 
Well, then how are you... Fu- is it just heads? Is it uh, head well, box? heads are still off limits. Oh, okay. <laughs> You're still using fists. It's boxing. It's just fists and feet. <laughs> well, listen, Larry Sandu plays by his rules, and he claims that's how it goes in South Asia. But, Larry, show me the evidence. <laughs> How'd you get into boxing? Uh, I was born into it. Mm. My father uh, beat the shit out of me when I was growing up. I guess that's what I meant. But com- but competitively? No, no. Oh. No, no, no. <laughs> you had your out. <laughs> no, no, it wasn't competitive. It was abuse. <laughs> Sorry. It was abuse. No, it's, it is what it is, man. You can't change. Hey, I'm oh, sure I'm, you I'm wish sorry. it wasn't, too. <laughs> I do. <laughs> but it made me the man I am today. You know, sort of. Yeah, you're tr- built. Troubled. Built. Oh. <laughs> Tro- yeah, troubled. You're troubled. Built. Yeah, I'm hard time trusting people. <laughs> I crave father figures, but I push them away as soon as I claim them. Mm-hmm. So do you have it's, a coach? Like a, I old had a grizzled coach? coach? I had mm. a coach. And I need. I wanted him so bad, but then I pushed him away. I beat the fuck out of him. I called him dad. I destroyed that man. But that must have felt great. <laughs> felt oh, good. Yeah. Cathartic. <laughs> it felt good, but then, you know, you come out of it and you think, oh, I've done it again. There goes another figure. There goes another da- father. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> do you, do you, do you have... have... Yeah, I got more. Don't you I... <laughs> different questions from that? <laughs> Now, career-wise, you're doing all these amateur matches in, in church basements, in, yeah. at comedy open mics in diners. Uh-huh. Diners, drop-ins, and dives. Boxing. And, and bathroom stalls. And, and bathroom stalls. stalls. Yeah. Uh, what are your aspirations? Where do you like move up in the boxing world? So far, I've found that I mostly move down. I oh, usually lose enough. playing the big fights. <laughs> I, I wasn't in big spots, but you know, I started out in diners, and I am no longer welcome in those venues. Mm. So I'm mostly in stalls. Um, there's like this open pit in the middle of Toronto. <laughs> I haven't seen this. <laughs> Where they're trying, they're building the Eglinton Christy subway, pits? I guess. Oh, okay. Yeah, there's also Christie. So any pit. So I, we kind of like we set up some folding chairs and we box until the cops come. <laughs> so. And so these are just you, you have a group of people and you'll just like call each other out and be like, hey, show up at the pit. I'm going to I'm going to try and fight you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And you hope a ref shows up. You hope an audience shows up. It turns into a lot of just sort of fighting. Mm-hmm. But is this for name recognition? I mean, what it, what do you what's the best case scenario in one of these fights? Yeah, Income wise, it doesn't sound like a lot's coming in. <laughs> I don't know what it's for anymore. You could think, call these guys dad, I guess. I, for that. Oh, I do. <laughs> I, I call the medium bag dad once I throw enough punches at it. You know, well, but I feel like it's a good way to vent steam. Or uh, as as they might say at freaking Starbucks, venti steam. Yeah, like a right. large steam. Is that what that is? <laughs> I got a large steam. You tell me. All I know is any, I've never seen, you know, if I, I've never seen any Italian talking like that. And if they have, maybe I just haven't understood. No, but you found Charles Bump in a locker room. So where was this venue? Well, this was uh, this was a big shot for me. I was at a rec center. Wow! Whoa! Arguably more important than diners in the boxing oh, world. This is this makes a diner look like a pit. 
this <laughs> this rec center was almost certified, only recently shuttered by the city. So it was basically okay. borderline operational rec center. <laughs> so you had to break into this rec center? <laughs> it was so close to not being like that. Punching out wood <laughs> off the windows? It was so... But like freshly nailed wood, <laughs> freshly nailed wood. Like basically, we were opening the door. The computer monitor was still warm at the desk. Oh, let's put this. <laughs> yeah, let's the put office was spinning. <laughs> yeah, it was. They got out of there in a hurry. <laughs> it was night one. Well, it had been condemned, so they got out for their reasons. But that gave us a quick window. Right, a lot of asbestos in those walls. Oh, that's why they got out. That's why they got out. They just discovered it. So we got in there, and uh, and yeah, we were set for a pretty big bout. We had a couple audience members coming out. Wow. We managed to post a Facebook uh, ad for it that did not get uh, taken down, did not get reported at for, but, like for, for at least a couple hours. So we, we were building up some steam. What, what was the ad? Yeah. What was the ad? Yeah. yeah. Do you have the copy still? Yeah, I can read it for you if you want. Anything could be helpful. Uh. Doctors hate this one weird trick for <laughs> watching a boxing match at a local recently banned <laughs> recreation center. The font's you- getting small. That's why I'm sort of losing enthusiasm. It's <laughs> <laughs> having a hard time reading it. If you click that, do you get a weird trick for watching this boxing match? Or is that just clickbait? It's sort of just clickbait. Um, actually, we were having some troubles at first because if you did click it, it took you to some hardcore... Uh, pornography. Is that why your other ads always get taken down? Because that all is right. To I think porn? I think we learned it, that 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 was the reason. Yeah, uh, we had some trouble with our link. Or what we discovered is the guy who was doing our web design was uh, actually running a porn site, and he was used. He was, we were paying him, and then he was also just trafficking off of our traffic. Right. So this is the first one where you actually learned that. Put in your own link. Yeah. Got a handful of audience members. That's right. Yeah. And a couple of people who were expecting pornography and were very upset. But oh, so the porn link would take them to a physical location. <laughs> you could sell tickets on the porn link. Yeah, yeah, it was it was tickets to see a live pornographic film shooting, which mostly happened. Usually have a live audience on set. Yeah, yeah. Well, this guy does a lot of like sort of sitcom parody pornography. Mm. Oh, okay. So you hear a lot of cheering, you hear a lot of woo. When the Kramer figure comes in, people lose their minds. <laughs> this is a Seinfeld porn parody. Well, sometimes, yeah. You got Tits Kramer, uh, Big, Di- Big Dick Newman, and and you got Tits George. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa, you got the big three. Whoa, the big three characters hanging out. <laughs> that episode was wild. Jerry's away from the apartment. Big Dick Newman comes over. And then Tits Kramer and Tits George just fuck him until, until, he, until he's done. So Charles Bomp, was he one of the audience members or was he a fellow boxer? Oh, he was a fellow boxer, yeah. You yeah, knew him before? Was, I did know him. We came into the game at the same time and uh, his career went a little bit better than mine. We lost touch, but um, he always, he was a friendly guy and he agreed that if I... Uh, he could ever help me out. He said he'd offer a hand or a fist, as we say in the boxing world. Oh, that sounds like a more aggressive though to offer yeah. a fist. 
Yeah, yeah he said well, he'd punch you if you ever reached him. Yeah. Well, I know you're mocking it, but yeah, basically he's saying he'd fight me if that would ever help my career. So oh, any other oh, smart, right, right. any good. other smart replies? <laughs> What's Tons. next? Are you going to try and tear down Tits George and Tits Kramer, fucking Big Dick Newman in Jerry's apartment? Why would we tear that down? That's a legitimate sitcom porn parody that was shot. <laughs> also, it sounded like the font was getting a bit smaller on that one too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the font always gets small. It's like writing a like writing a sign. You you forget how big to make it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so Charles Bump was back at the rec center though. Yeah, he was in his tra- change room and I was in mine, and we were getting ready for the big fight. Was it gonna? Were you two the like headliners? We were the headliners. Yeah, that was a rare opportunity for me. The openings were the openers were pretty fun. There was like uh, uh, there was um uh. Uh, what uh, two finger uh, Marv? He only Pink had punches. Yeah, he only had one finger on each hand, but he made him count. Oh. But you couldn't <laughs> see because they were in boxing gloves. But it, you knew it was an issue. And maybe you're just getting the ends of the palm at that point. Well, yeah, yeah. It's I think still not as good. I think it's you can kind of, but yeah, you're not putting a lot of torque into that. So he, yeah, but he was like, it was a sort of a sideshow, and he, he embraced that. And uh, and he was he was fighting. Uh, he's, he's actually fighting the man who played Big Big Dick Newman. So <laughs> was Big a, Dick Newman in character, or so this was just the, actor? the people that bought the tickets to the porn parody are kind <laughs> of getting a little something. I mean, it's a rare opportunity to see Big Dick Newman get to thrash a man with two stumps for hands. Um, and then the later match was uh. Black Marty. He's a uh, he's a white gentleman, but he goes by Black Marty because he leaves them black and blue. You know what I mean? Oh, okay. And uh, and then he and he was fighting uh, Black Michael, and he's as black as they come. He's from darkest Africa. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> And then it was going to be the two of you. It was going to be you and Charles. <laughs> it's us. Did you fight for <laughs> it? It was us. It was us after that. Do you fight for belts? Is it like wrestling in that way? Well, no, we fight for like physical belts. We fight for pretty much any scrap of clothes or food that we can get. And and this on this occasion, it was sort of a nice leather belt. So who's right, putting I guess that Charles up? is. Oh, Charles yeah. had the belt. One yeah. of your pieces of. Do you have to put something on the line? Is it kind of like you know, if if you win, you get this. If I win, you get this. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> What'd you put up? My body. Interesting. Now that could mean so many different things. Sex. Okay. <laughs> it was. So he, if he won, he got to have sex with you. If you won, you got his leather belt. <laughs> if he won. He got to do anything he wanted to me. Anything. And he didn't have to do it. He could direct it. Oh, okay. Okay. He had an hour to do with me as he pleased. He could turn me around, flip me up, turn me inside out, fuck, suck, ass, dick, balls. He could punish me. you won a leather (laughs) belt. You got one belt. (laughs) Two on one, three on one, four on one. (laughs) 
So <laughs> I really wanted to win. But you know, <laughs> I was risking I was risking more because he, you know, he was a bigger fighter. He right. had right. I had more to gain, so I had more to lose. Can you talk about five on one, you... six on one? Big guys, little guys, any venue. Front of my kids, front of my wife. He could anywhere he wanted it to happen. Can we talk a bit about when you found his body? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. Sure. Sure. What do you, what do you want to know? What do you want to know? Take us through it. It was in his locker room. You said you had separate rooms. Yeah, we had two change rooms. It was a, well, he had a change room and I had sort of a corner of the parking lot with a shower curtain just sort of hung. I had to tuck against the side of the building and then we kind of stapled a shower curtain to it. So I was actually, it's like, you can picture the shower curtain basically just hanging straight down the wall. So I just had to tuck in there. <laughs> it's not like a corner of the building. This no, is it's like... just the wall. Okay. Okay. <laughs> it would have been easier just to change under a towel or something, but it was the thought that counted. My name was on the outside of the curtain. So oh, what brought nice. you to his actual change room? Well, you know, the fight was supposed to happen. And uh and I knew I was going to enter first and uh and then he was going to enter to some fanfare and you know the the fight promoter came up to me and he said uh you know I can't find Charles. Where's Charles? So I went into his change room to look for him, and uh, that's when I found him. Dead. Yeah. Describe the scene. This guy was not breathing. Whoa. I mean... On the floor? On the bench? I felt his heart? In the shower? Nothing. Hmm. I, I passed my hand over his eyes. No reaction. No blinks. Open eyes. Whoa. Brutal. I poke him. Nothing. I I poke him right right on the like under the arm, tickle spots, behind the kneecap. I point to his chest. It, Charles always fell for the one where you point to his chest, and then he looks down and you flick his nose. Right. Nothing. Wow. I pull out a small medical hammer. I bop his knee. Anything? Nothing. No. Pinch his toes. Lick his toes. Lick his toes. Yeah. You know, the kind of thing that if your friend licked your toes, you'd be like, okay, come on. Nothing. No, he didn't even say, okay, come on. <laughs> wow. And uh, on the floor, on a bench? <laughs> this guy was not moving. <laughs> <laughs> he was as dead as they come. I feel his skin. Not cold, but not warm. Nothing. No, it wasn't warm. On its way to being cold, I'll tell you that. Wow. I call nine one one. They ask me if I check his if I've checked his pulse. I say yeah, yeah. They said check it, just check again. I check it again. Nothing. <laughs> I've asked. I put a little uh, uh, pane of glass in front of his mouth to see if he fogs it up. Where'd you get a pane of glass? <laughs> Nothing. <laughs> no fog. No no nothing. <laughs> well. Wow, uh, so he really was dead, huh? We're going to go to break. He was um, dead. 
But so far, we have, in fact, learned that the victim was dead. When we come back, hopefully we can figure out what happened to Charles Bomb. <laughs> okay, great. <laughs> We are back on Kill to Death. Uh, happy 400 episodes. Um, you've been bones for, I think, at this point, like 150 of them. Wow. That's less than half. <laughs> That's, that is less than half, but someday it's going to be about half. God willing, someday it'll be half our episodes. I'll have had that nickname. Uh, I think 500 is when that... I think it was like 260. This... Well is absolutely uninteresting to even us. We are also still here with Mickey Two-Fist O'Reilly. You are a Toronto boxer. Correct. Um, you have been boxing all the way back since your dad beat the shit out of you growing up. <laughs> that's right. Uh, that's what got you I, into boxing. I forgot, I forgot but that's true. <laughs> I did forget that that's how, what we said. Uh, that's what you said. <laughs> that's what we agreed to. Um, you box at, at local venues all over the city. Uh, it used to be diners until you became no longer welcome there. And these days it was mostly pits, whether it be where they're working on the Eglinton subway or Christie pits, anywhere this kind of uh, a lowered area, a church basement. You'll fight down there. Mm-hmm. Um, what you'll do is you'll promote it on Facebook, a little Facebook ad. You recently found out that the guy you were hiring to do that web stuff was uh, just sending people to his own personal porn site. <laughs> and so that's why no real audience members were showing up. But you recently corrected that problem. Mm-hmm. And luckily enough, it was just in time for the biggest match of your career at an actual rec center just barely closed because of asbestos <laughs> that's right the first night it was closed so it's still fine it is like you said almost operational almost um this was going to be a very exciting match um i forget who the openers were i think it's two fingers something yeah two finger Marv, two, it's two fingers versus uh, Big Dick Newman. Big Dick Newman, yeah. And then the second match was uh, uh, Black Mar Marvin versus Black, Black Marty Black versus Michael. Black Michael. Yeah, who's as black as they come. And of course, Big Dick Newman uh, was from the porn productions of the original Web Guy, who would do sitcom parodies. Um, the one in question uh, was a Seinfeld parody starring Tits Kramer, Big Dick Newman, and Tits George. Correct. Well summarized. Uh, You were getting ready for your match, your headlining match. That's right. You had changed behind the shower curtain stapled to the outside of the building in the parking lot. Correct. (laughs) Uh, That's when the fight promoter comes up to you and says, we can't find Charles Bomp, your opponent, who was a successful boxer. You two used to be in touch before he gained a bit more notoriety. Um, But he was back to fight you. Mm -hmm. So you go into the change room. And that's when you discover this guy's dead. Him in some kind of position, the room, some kind of scene, but he was absolutely dead. I cannot emphasize this enough. If you're used to seeing living guys, this was not that. And I guess as a boxer, you probably are. 
I see living guys all the time. When I see a dead guy, that's news. And this yeah. guy, I mean, I threw a garbage can at the wall. Big bang. Big sound. Oh, Steve loves Big oh, Bang. Oh, I love Big Bang. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing. <laughs> Was so, this after the 911 call? <laughs> yeah. You kept trying? <laughs> I kept trying. I kept trying. Had you spoken to him before the match? We exchanged uh, uh, emails. Yep. We sent, uh, we got, we're on G chat. What was the last one you got? I got one. Um, the, well, I got, I got one, you know, the first email he sent me was a week before the fight. He asked if I, uh, needed a fist with my career. Cause he said he was looking for a sort of a, like a boxer on the up, on the come up or the come down to pair up with him at this uh, rec center that he had an inside line on. He knew it was going to be closed. He said, uh, let's just say there's going to be some asbestos there pretty soon. Um, the last email we exchanged was the day before the fight. He sent me, uh, he sent me a meme that was just, it was really funny. It was a, a, a cat over a, its bowl staring at the food. And then the text above it said that feeling when, and then on the bottom it said, you can't even eat. You're so excited. <laughs> That's nice. Now, so you're saying this whole match, this whole setup was his idea. Yeah. Yeah. He was trying to help me out, you know? I heard rumors that maybe he had fallen on hard times, but I don't think there was anything to those, you know? Yeah, you don't think he was just looking for someone he could for sure beat up? No. Charles wouldn't do that. He was good. You know, he had all the marks of a great fighter. He had foot speed. Uh, strength in his punches, a uh, crippling drug addiction that he could almost never afford to keep up with, and a good head on his shoulders. <laughs> so I, I just can't see how a guy like that would end up in a situation where he needed to fight me. We are getting another Skype call. I'm just going to click hello. Hello? Hello. Hello, Evening, sir. Gentlemen. Evening. 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 Oh, I was sent this link. I I was uh, I was told you needed help. Are you looking for porn? Oh, With promotion. This is this is a porn guy for sure. <laughs> no, this is no, a porn guy for sure. I know you. Me? Oh, yes. Oh, no, yes. not you. I know you. Hello, sir. Yes. From the matches. Yes, this From is the, the show matches. promoter I was telling you about. Yes. Oh, Jake Newman. Pleasure to meet you. Jake Newman, are you? You're not an actor, are you? <laughs> yeah, I act as well. I act as well. You've seen me around. Big Dick Newman. <laughs> no, this isn't. Some Big people Dick say. Newman. Some people say, but uh, no, no. I just. Um, I shoot. I direct. I edit. Um, and uh, I Wait, promote. Are, are you a porn guy? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> cool. Yeah. But more than that, I'm a promoter. Yeah. yeah. Anything no, you need promoted. I can put a hyperlink. Okay, what about a podcast that has hyperlink. 400 episodes and nowhere near the listener base to justify it? I think you just keep doing what you're doing. I think it's perfect. <laughs> Looks likely. <laughs> just keep posting the link every week. Yeah, keep doing the like same haphazard same one format. Instagram and one tweet and just that's get it. Phenomenal guests and then just post the link to it. 
all right. That's Can't the way to my man. That's why this guy's the best. He's had me fighting in some of Toronto's deepest, darkest holes. <laughs> Lower Bay thing. Station. Oh, we fought in Lower Bay. We fought the, below Lower Bay. There's, there's a, a sub Lower Bay? There's Pit Bay. There's a little uh, pit, uh, like a sub construction pit. Uh, where the old uh, uh, Galleria Mall used to be, where they're about mm-hmm. to do, uh, they're about to build some condos, and uh, we fought in that hole. You fought oh, in that yeah. the former parking lot of the Galleria Mall. Yeah, that's right. We met at the Planet Fitness. I warmed them up a little bit. We got out of there once you they made realized we... your way over to the Rexall. <laughs> yep, <laughs> popped by and uh, got a couple of ba- hockey cards from one of the little vending machines. He bought us a small bag of cherries from the Fresh Co. Aww. I did. Winner got the cherries. Quickly went across the street and got a, a car stereo. Yes. <laughs> and then and then walked through the car wash. <laughs> I washed the cherries in the car wash. <laughs> Those were some soapy cherries. But they were clean. They were clean. I, I'm not, and I'm nothing if not clean. A lot of people think there's a reputation, and a lot of people think, "Hey, wow, you're in the business of adult filmmaking. You're in the business of promotion." But I do everything by the book, and I'm and I'm clean. It's all above board. Yeah, it is. It is surprising to me, to be honest, that these underground boxing matches that no one shows up to has a promoter. Yep. Yeah, what do you want us to say? Well, here's the okay, thing. Okay, I just want, yeah, I want to be validated. That they that pay, is, uh, they weird. pay me to do it. I'll take any gig. I'll promote anyone. Sorry, so to be clear, can I, can I clear this up? You are the yes. guy who does the website Facebook ads. You are that guy? Yep. Okay. Yep. But he also makes good sort of around town ads too. He had this great campaign, which was basically a missing poster. Mm-hmm. And it said missing really big. And then if you read the fine print, it said audience members for an upcoming bout. Yes, but he would. The image would be a, the face of a uh, truly missing person. Yep. So the family paid for that. I don't know if anyone's been to the intersection recently, um, but that specific one at uh, Dupont and Dufferin. Uh, have are you responsible for the ones that are stolen dog? Police report number this, and yes. then it's all these details about yes. the stolen dog. That's you. Yes. Yep. And the family paid for that one as well. But if you read the bottom fine print, or if you call, well, if you call that number, it's a phone sex line. But if you read the fine print at the bottom, it will give you an address to a pit. <laughs> yes. What yes. I like to do is cross promote. I was People wondering why there was an address promotion. at the bottom of that stolen dog poster. <laughs> There's always an address. Look for an address at the bottom of anything I promote. There's an address, and if it's not, it's a URL, which is an address of its of uh, of a certain kind as well. Mm-hmm. That's what I, honestly these days. That's basically an address. Nowadays, that's address. You've also got a good QR code sticker that you slap onto the tops of tables at bars and restaurants over top of their electronic menu QR code. So when people scan their phones, it just takes them to either Eventbrite postings for your upcoming events or hardcore pornography. That's actually a really interesting idea about uh, did you good. just think of you're that? about to say that's a good idea <laughs> that's yeah i just thought of that <laughs> that is an interesting way to promote something pretty good right it's pretty good well again interesting <laughs> pretty, yeah, good. pretty good well yeah we're we're talking about the death of charles bomb 
And I also, what I've done is I've made QR codes into uh, tattoos. Mm-hmm. And do people know that that's the tattoo they're getting? Yeah. Oh, okay. But they pay for it. It's beautiful. How do you c- convince them to do that? It's all cross-promotion. It's a little, it's tied in. I'm like, hey, I'll give you a, a real good price. I do tattoos. I do the tattoo, tuck in a little QR code at the bottom. It's like an address. Oh, okay. So you sneak in the, the QR code. Yeah. Try scanning some people's tattoos. You're going to be taken to a lot of my own porn sites. You know, a lot of people get the name of their lover tattooed on their chest, but um, then you get a new lover and the name, now you've got this old lover's name. You've got to change it. You've got to remove it. You've got to try and alter it in some way. I, through uh, our show promoter here, fight promoter tat- slash tattoo artist, got a QR code on my heart and I can uh, change the address. So anytime I'm dating someone new, it just links to their current Instagram page. What do you think? That's also an idea I thought of. Pretty good. That is, yeah, that's, again, interesting. <laughs> Pretty good. I'm, I'm, I'm really reluctant to use good for any of this. Pretty good. Um, so what do you know of this match with Charles Bomp? I promoted it. One of the most successful match turnouts we've ever had. Well, you actually used a link for tickets. Yes, and that's because I didn't have a taping of anything coming up, which is why I also entered the fight myself, but as one of my popular characters. So I put myself on the nightly bill, and then that... Were you going to be Big Dick Newman? I am Big Dick Newman. But are you the guy who usually does Big Dick Newman? I thought we said no to that. Hi, well, I I hate to be recognized in the streets, but yes, it's me. He changed I his mind. Let a guy change his mind. He's no. Big Dick Newman now. <laughs> I'm all. I do it all. The ultimate cross-promotion is to be in your own work as well, which right. is why I was in the fight night. I put myself on the t- uh, ticket. Now, how did this fight come to be? Did Charles, Charles, sorry, uh, contact you? Yes. He grabbed me by the lapels and he shook me and he said, make it a fight night and make it tonight. Right. And he said, yep. Oh, so this was day of you were contacted. Yep. Oh, okay. Well, he, but he contacted me a week before. Oh, so, so he didn't have up. he didn't have a venue set up that by then. Well, no, I had to uh, sort everything out pronto, really quick. Luckily, made it happen. Luckily, this place had just been evacuated. He well, somehow all he knew was he wanted to fight you. This is so hard for me to wrap my head around because every quality that I knew about Charles was trustworthy. He was a man of his word. He always sent a Christmas card on Christmas without fail. He had a crippling drug addiction that sort of eroded his moral sense and kept him <laughs> kept him in debt to some of the scummiest people in in the city. Plus me. And he was a family man. So I just don't see <laughs> how any of these traits could lead him to lie to me. Well, he didn't so, lie to me. He showed up for the fight and uh, everyone was there and actually a crowd, so I I was I was thrilled. Wow. Yeah, job job done on your part. Job done on my part. And a few people recognized me. A few people recognized me from my work. And uh, so it was just nice to meet some fans. And um, people wanted to get their penises signed. So, of course, I obliged. Oh, that's nice. It was nice. Where? How do you sign a penis? Do you, do you re- request them to get how hard? Do you practice, sign a practice, like practice. Maria. How do you sign a penis like Maria? 
Is this, has this gentleman this is. told you he's a singer? Sound of music. <laughs> okay. Yeah. How do you... You're actually making me realizing realize something based on what you're saying as it relates to when I found Charles's body in his changing room. Oh, yeah. How was he? Well, you know when you said he grabbed you by the lapels and shook you and demanded that you set up a show that night? Well, requested as, a, as you know, one of my many uh, colleagues yes. and customers. He requested you by the lapels. Yes, and <laughs> spit flew and uh, he screamed it, but it was a request. So that's an energetic move, an aggressive move. Mm. But here's the thing. When I found him in that change room, he didn't have a bit of energy in him. He was dead. I, I squeezed him on the bicep, that part of the tendon, that'll make you flex or it'll make you sort of strike back. <laughs> Nothing. There's a tendon in your bicep that makes you strike back if squeezed? That's an old boxing trick. <laughs> <laughs> to get the opponent to punch you. <laughs> make them punch first. I pulled, him by the, I pulled on his hair. I tickled him. I said that. Ran my fingers up and down his spine. Nice and slow. Nice and slow. The kind of move that would make you, if you were you know, a regular person, might make you purr a little. Nothing. He didn't purr. Nothing. He didn't purr. <laughs> so anyway, I just thought of that when you talked about him grabbing you by the lapels. This sounds like a very different man than the man I spoke to earlier in the day. Could not have been more different. <laughs> you sucked on his toes and he said, ah, come on? Yeah, earlier in the day I sucked on his toes and he was like, ah, come on. But we're okay. friends. That's crazy I mean, because I did that when he was in the change room and I got nothing. I threw a garbage can against the wall and he went, ah! I did that too and, he, that's, and that's what I expected him to do. And he, give, he gave me nothing. This sounds like a very different man than what he was earlier in the day. I gotta conclude he was dead. How did you like your dressing room, by the way? I had that put in. Oh, it was wonderful. I sort of scratched my back on the stucco outside of the community center, but honestly, mm -hmm. it was nice to see my I had name. an option to put it on the brick, but I said stucco. I appreciate it. He's going to like the stucco. Well, there's a nice... There's, yeah, it was a... You know? They'll make you purr. <laughs> yeah. When was the last time you had talked to Charles? Me? Yes. Oh, well, uh, yes. Uh, well, earlier in the day, he'd made the uh, very uh, casual, friendly request. And then later, we'd met up to discuss the details. I told him who else I'd managed to scrounge up for the ticket. Um, and uh, I, I laid out the night for him, but he seemed completely disinterested. Uh, and he kept asking uh, when it was that you were going to arrive. And I told him it should be pretty standard. I told him where your dressing room would be outside. And, and I showed him to his dressing room. And he kept pacing back and forth. And then he pulled out a flip phone, which I'd never seen. He didn't have a flip phone normally. Um, but uh, he pulled out this flip phone. It looked, it looked brand new. And he took a call on it. And he, he told me to get out. Whoa. So if he, it sounds like he was so frantic to win this fight. He needed this fight won. Like a man who has maybe placed a bet. Now, maybe do you think this is because he's a family man? Oh, or do you think it's because he sends Christmas cards on Christmas? Now, wait a minute. <laughs> what? What is he going to get if he wins? Uh, I mean, he's going to get my body oh, yeah. for an hour in I any way that he wants. <laughs> he's going to get my body for a solid hour. And he and can do 
or instruct others to do whatever he wants. Now, wait a minute. Anything at all? For an hour. Now, what if he asked your body to pay him? Oh, my God. Oh, my for God. An hour. He wasn't going to use you for a sex thing. He was going to What if he asked you to pay him for an hour? <gasps> to go to an ATM and for an hour remove money and <laughs> hand it to him. You don't think that would pay off all of his things he owes his potential his his family but wait what he didn't owe money to anyone what part of Charles was a guy who would owe money to people i mean this is a guy who jogged every day this is a guy who went around to schools <laughs> giving volunteer speeches to inspire the students this is a guy who started gambling at a young age and only got deeper and deeper into that pit as he grew this is a guy who gave away food uh, on Christmas at soup kitchens. So which one of those traits <laughs> indicates a man who would need money? Christmas was a big time for Charles. <laughs> oh, yeah. Christmas was big. It's a time of giving. <laughs> I see. Maybe it was. Maybe he wanted to give away more to outdo himself this coming Christmas. That's true. That's true. Now, as the promoter, are you the one taking tickets as people enter and leave the rec yep. center that's almost working? Yep, that's me. Did you see anyone come and go during that time that he would have been in the locker room? Uh, yeah, gentleman came in. He said, uh, I'm his coach. I need to go prep him in his locker room. He said, a guy came. He said, ho, ho, ho. <laughs> Merry <laughs> Christmas. Yes, he said, I'm here to coach him. He had a big sack on his back. Wait a second. Do you think Santa killed Charles Bomp? For all of his Christmas work? Charles Bomp was becoming synonymous with Christmas, usurping Santa. He, he was did even have more a big... charitable. I mean, it's true. When I think of Charles Bomp, his Christmas resume is through the roof. I mean, it's got four items that stand out above all. One, his work in the soup kitchen. <laughs> Two, his work in the orphanages, reading stories to the little children. Three, the Christmas casino hours that he forced a change to because he gambled away every penny he had by midnight. So they said that they could cut someone off earlier and they forcibly removed him from the casino and he went to another town and found another casino, borrowed enough money to spend that and lost it all. And four, he dressed as an elf in the mall. <laughs> so it's possible that Santa was jealous of how Christmassy Charles Bomp was and decided to bomp him off. Oh, wow. He bumped him off. Hit him with that big sack. Well, there could have been anything in that sack. Well, well wait a second. A boxer is more prepared than anyone to hit away that bag. This was a medium-sized bag. We always work the medium bag, or as they call it at frickin' Starbucks, the grande. <laughs> I like you. I like you. I That's like good. you. That's good. I like you. Frickin' changing the language over here. What is medium too hard to say? Oh, that's <laughs> Stop. is that Italian? Can I just get a black coffee? Mochaccino. That's good. 
Cappuccino, Frappuccino, Al Pacino. What the heck? That's I think good. I'm going to throw up. This does bring to a close another successful episode of Kill to Death. It sounds like Charles was, in fact, dead. We figured it out. Oh, this guy was dead. And I think I think it's safe to say Santa killed him. It sounds you, like it. You know what I found in the change room next to next to his body? What? His hand. Charles's hand lying right next to his body. Was it attached to his arm, attached to the shoulder, attached to the body? Yep. Oh, okay. But this hand, I mean, Charles, he loved to turn his hand into a fist to do boxing. I said to him, Charles, make a fist. Nothing. I want to say thank you listeners for 400 episodes. If you have a suggestion for a murder, you can email killedtodeathpodcast at gmail.com. And if you would like to see one link posted weekly, um, the same picture template sometimes, and the very occasional, like so rare uh, audio clip that we cut out of an episode, <laughs> like once a year, <laughs> and then follow good. Kill this to Death podcast on Instagram right. yep. uh, or K2D Pod on Twitter. Yeah. And again, thank you to you, Steve. Bones, hey. thank you for 400 great episodes. Um, and actually, it's not just 400. The total number of podcast episodes we've done together is actually <sighs> higher. Why? Oh, uh, because we've been guests together on other shows. No, <laughs> but close. Um, we've guessed it on our very own show. That's just the two of us, and it's called Griffin and Steve Guess the Movie. And if you want to listen to that, it's on Apple Podcasts, on Sonar Plus, and it's an absolute blast. We've made a little movie guessing game for each other, and uh, we have fun doing it and have fun playing along at home. We've done it as a lucrative way to make money. Yeah, this is kind of our uh, big ticket out of here, out of this town. <laughs> And that's it for us. Uh, I do want to turn now to Mickey Two Fist. Mickey, what do you want people to check out? Well, listen, my favorite new podcast is by Jackie Pirico and Mark Little in Toronto, Ontario. It's called How Can We Help? It's a comedy advice podcast. The advice is bad. The comedy is bad. So check that out. <laughs> There's great guests every week trying to raise the standard and failing. It's a wonderful show on the Sonar Network. How Can We Help? Hell yeah. Hell yeah. It is a great podcast. It is a great podcast. Couldn't disagree more. <laughs> but and follow the link in the show notes. I, I put a link in your show notes. Don't commit us to that. I, I, I'm I barely going to remember to do that, man. <laughs> no, it's a link to, it's linked to my site. <laughs> oh, yeah. The, the, the fight promoter's name, I can't remember. He's got a link in there, too. James Newman. <laughs> Oh, yeah, that's right. Newman. (laughs) (laughs) Or is it Jake? Jake. I I said Jake, but hey, that's okay. Uh, And uh, to all of our listeners out there, keep your stick on the ice. Killed to Death is produced and recorded by Steve Cook and Griffin Toplitsky and is a proud part of the Sonar Network. Music by Zach Aaron. Art by Mary Jane Schumer. Special thanks to Mike Mangiardi, Katie Lure, and Tom Shank. Please follow and like Killed to Death wherever you can so the boys know how to value their worth as human beings.
This podcast has been brought to you by the Sonar Network. 